Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Intuitive Health Portal. I'm Dr. Robert Shapiro. I am Teresa. And today we are going to be discussing uh, all things about Reiki, what it is, uh, where it came from. We're going to give you examples of how it might help people. We're going to give you real case kind of case studies. And uh, we're going to hopefully answer a lot of questions you've probably had about the, the healing art of Reiki therapy. So with that being said, uh, Teresa, can you go into a little bit about the history of Reiki, you know, how, how uh, you got drawn to it, and of course, you know, what you were looking, the people that you were looking to help with it? I had mentioned a little bit about it in our first episode. Um, I did actually decide I was going to read from my brochure that I had created. Uh, so this is actually Reiki therapy. Um, you can actually see the actual symbol, uh, which is made up of two pictograms. And so Rei, um, R-E-I, universal or spiritual, and then key, life force energy. And so what is Reiki? So many people always ask, how do you say that? <laughs> because, you know, they call it Reiki, Reiki, all kinds of different mm -hmm. <laughs> words. And it's actually pronounced Reiki. So um, R-A-Y hyphen K-E-Y, you know, K-E-Y. Uh, basically, a spiritual non-invasive therapy or method of natural healing practice that is both a form of body work and energy medicine designed to help return us to balanced functioning on every level. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, even social, regardless of our age or state of health. A practice used throughout the world in hospitals, private practice, self-care, and in conjunction with many other therapies. A practice that transmits spiritual guided healing energy through the hands of a practitioner to a recipient. A practice that can relieve anxiety and pain and strengthen a patient's sense of well-being that is deeper than the disease, which can help turn a life challenge into a healing passage. And it's more than just a word. Reiki is made up of, again, two pictograms or symbols. Um, so again, Ray, the whole of creation or life, and then key, life energy. So... I had actually heard about Reiki when I was probably, I'd say a teenager. My aunt, Carmen, is actually my Reiki master and teacher. And she's been practicing Reiki since the mid-80s, I believe. And her kids had been talking about Reiki. And I said, what is Reiki? And they said, oh, it's this healing art that mom does. And basically, she lays her hands you know, on a person and they get healed. And I said, oh, I could do that <laughs> before I even knew really what it was. And then I went to my aunt and I said, what is this healing art that you're doing, Reiki? And so she explained um, that it was actually a healing art that originated in, in Japan. Uh, Mikeo Asui, which was basically um, a teacher, kind of a, you know, a preacher, kind of a healer at the time. Um, basically, one of his kids Students asked, who or what is God? And because he really didn't know how to answer that, he basically went on the journey to find that answer. And just, uh, I don't even know how long his travels were in trying to find that particular answer, but he basically had, just in meditation, had been told that he was going to bring about another form of healing, and that was kind of how Reiki came about. The channeling of the energy, and then really just um, kind of hovering over a person's body into their energy field, kind of sensing where those imbalances are. And because the body has the ability to heal itself, um, basically, it just kind of activated those abilities. And so when, the more that my aunt had explained what it is and how it works, and I basically said, okay, well, how can I do this? And I didn't know at the time that, you know, my path was kind of already set in regards to the various people that I was meeting. Uh, I knew that 
I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. But people started coming to me with, you know, some very unique challenges. They started sharing information with me that they hadn't been able to even say out loud sometimes. And I kind of realized that I was able to really get a sense of who they are and just kind of help them get out of their own way. And then just in having various conversations with me, they were actually finding that they were feeling a lot better, a lot lighter, a lot more relaxed because stuff was getting released and cleared. Hmm. Nice, nice. Um, you know, I was just, as you were talking about these things, I was thinking about uh, my own personal experiences with Reiki, which I really, until you and I met and started talking about it, I met your aunt, Carmen, um, I really had very little under, you know, I didn't even know about Reiki. I mean, I may have heard it once in my life. I had heard the word key, which coming from a martial arts background, you know, mm -hmm. I've studied it for years, uh, judo, jujitsu, Muay Thai, Eskrima, Aikido, uh, uh, Wing Chun, etc. Right. And, you know, when you study martial arts, being that the majority of them are from the Far East, mm -hmm. from the Asian nations, you get to learn the terminology of those cultures. And in Japan, of course, you have the, the word ki. And like you said, that word uh, 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 symbolizes uh, or that, that, yeah, that word symbolizes energy, right? Energy, yes. Uh, in Chinese, uh, they were, the word qi is the same thing, and they're kind of derived from one another. I, I believe the Chinese one came first. I don't remember the exact history, but regardless, they basically, you know, I knew that terminology. And as I learned martial arts and I learned that, you know, we're more than just flesh and blood, uh, and then the philosophies of the Eastern uh, healing uh, uh, practices, mm -hmm. you know, acupuncture, uh, Tai Chi, Qigong, Reiki, mm -hmm. uh, and some of the other, uh, or, you know, and then you get into in, in, uh, in India, right? You get the Ayurvedic medicine, you get um, yoga practices, et cetera, right? You know, you learn all these energy practices. And I came at these things, of course, as I've said, from a Western scientific perspective. I mean, and I still very strongly you know, uh, come from that direction. I do very much believe in it, but I've also realized over time as I've gotten older and wiser and had more experiences with people and as a healing practitioner, I've realized there's much more to humans than meets the eye. And I really believe that we're only hitting the tip of the iceberg when it comes to being able to diagnose and treat various ailments, maladies, diseases, dysfunctions. And, you know, I, I, I got into functional medicine, mm -hmm. you know, after being in chiropractic, because in chiropractic, we have a pretty good base of, you know, like I said, I, I mentioned before in a different episode, I think it was the first one, talked about the, 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 tr the trinity of uh, how what, what makes up a human being and, and, and the world around you and how they interact and talked about up here is the intelligence, right? That's the brain and, mm -hmm. and the soul. Uh, interacts through the brain, through the nervous system, and it uses energy transmission in the form of nerve impulses in order to communicate and direct the various cells and tissues and organs in your body, right? Mm -hmm. And then so, so those tissues and organs, cells, make up the material component of the human being, right? Of any organic life form. But it's that energy that makes everything function. And of course, the intelligence is what directs it, right? And that intelligence is made up of energy. Mm -hmm. And of course, again, my background in nuclear science, right? Being that I was going to be a nuclear physicist, studying the, you know, the, the base components of everything, right? The, everything in the universe, breaking it down, you know, not, to the atom and then from the atom down to quarks. You know, mm -hmm. or actually I should say protons, neutrons, electrons, and then down to quarks, right? Right. And quantum physics came along and started talking about that. And I, actually quantum physics brings in the science component that really honestly helps us more and more to explain scientifically how healing arts, Eastern healing arts like Reiki work. Because as a doctor and, of course, having to work within the traditional, you know, medical community, 
I mean, my experience has been they largely don't understand it. Many of them don't believe it, especially, especially the atheistic ones. And there's a lot of atheistic doctors. They don't believe in any higher power. Uh, and I'm not knocking on them. I'm just saying that is my experience. And they just think, again, that we're just this bag of tissue. And, and many <laughs> surgeons are like that. Most surgeons are like that because when you're a surgeon and, you're, and you've got the body broken down into those material components and you start pulling that stuff out, you just think, oh, this is all there is to a human being. And so unfortunately, you know, I've always kind of inherently known that there's something missing from healing. And when you look at the outcomes that are achieved in human health over in different countries that, in, that incorporate the two, the, the conventional and the so-called alternative or, or complementary holistic healing, mm -hmm. uh, it's my opinion that you get better results. I've seen it. Uh, I've experienced it with patients, uh, unfortunately, mostly anecdotal, uh, but I have seen it on lab testing as well. And, and the reason why I say mostly anecdotal is because here in the, in, the, in the West, there's just not a lot of emphasis or money put into it. So it can be, be kind of difficult to try to measure these things. And, you know, we're, we're more and more in the process of working on that. So um, sorry about that. I kind of got off of track what I originally intended to get to. Um, is there anything you wanted to say? Well, you're talking about the the whole quantum science, it's one of the things that you know quantum physicists have been able to, you know, to bring more of an understanding of it and kind of understanding that everything that is made up of matter has you know energy within it. You know, every one of our cells you know has energy within it. And so, really, as you know, a Reiki practitioner, you know, it's like we actually you know, have the gift of being able to, you know, tap into that, you know, universal or, you know, higher intelligence and, you know, and then of course be able to deliver it, you know, to then basically um, kind of activate the energy within the, you know, the cells and, you know, and really just kind of get things flowing, get things moving, right? I like to use the term conduit, that you're a conduit. Yes. People ask me, I say, well, think of it like a conduit or a, or a capacitor. Mm -hmm. You know, that grabs, takes the energy and builds it up and then releases it in controlled amounts mm -hmm. for the benefit of the entire system. I mean, again, a lot of these things can be explained in, in, in you know, Western so-called uh, um, evidence-based terminologies. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and, you know, of course, I'm always trying to do that because the vast majority of my patients think that way. But thankfully, yeah. people are becoming, they're realizing more and more as the... As the healthcare system fails them in one way or another, um, and it isn't because doctors are bad necessarily, a lot of it, unfortunately, has to do with the way insurance companies, the emphasis they put on crisis care uh, systems, uh, analyses, and treatment protocols. They wait till the person just gets completely sick and no longer, the body can no longer heal itself. You know, because if you lo if you burden the human body, with enough toxicity, uh, enough toxicants, which are external toxins. Toxins are internal ones. We, cre we create them every day. You mm -hmm. release them. You should. If your excretory systems aren't functioning, they build up. Um, initially, you, what, you, what develops is if your energy systems get off balance, which is actually one of the first ones to go, believe it or not, mm -hmm. a lot of things will show up in the energy pathways and the energy flow of the body. Whether it be it through the meridians, like through Chinese medicine, they describe the pathways as meridians, channels of energy, or it's in the chakras, which are the centers of energy in the body, uh, which is the largely the terminology that's that's used in Reiki and and other uh, holistic healing systems. But it'll show up there first, and there are ways to 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 detect it that aren't necessarily, again, through like traditional instrumentation, even though we're working on those things. We're, we're really working on it, and we think we've discovered some methods that we might be able to do it, like uh, medical therm therm thermography. We've talked about that. We're, we're working towards that. I think we'll be able to do it and a few other modalities. But um, Some of the ways we've been able to measure it um, is I actually have a, a temperature gauge on my clock, um, you know, it's like within the room that I practice in. And I've watched that temperature gauge jump six degrees 
before, you know, from where, you know, the temperature in the room had started to then suddenly where, you know, after a session is pretty much, you know, done. So, I mean, I've watched it fluctuate. And so, and then of course, also through, you know, the, you know, reviews and testimonials and just, you know, people's feedback um, from it. And so some of the things that I said is like, man, I can't get over how, you know, how warm your hands are. Right. And I was like, well, that's the energy that's flowing through them. And so, you know, because that was one of the things that he noticed um, when I first had received my attunement. Um, so usually to to become a Reiki practitioner, um, you does actually require a, you know, a Reiki master or teacher. Um, there actually are a series of attunements that are done. Basically what an attunement is, they're opening up those channels for you to be able to receive that energy in and then, of course, to be able to channel it. And so usually... First degree um, has a minimum of about three. So it's usually, you know, it's like three for first degree, second, uh, two for the second degree, and then, you know, and then a single one for the third. And so generally that's kind of what makes you um, a master. And then it's something completely different to actually become a teacher, to be able to, you know, teach somebody Reiki, but also then to do the attunement. Uh, so when I first received my my first degree, which was in 2012, one of the things that he had noticed right from the get-go was your hands aren't cold. And, you know, it's like my hands and feet and <laughs> would just be frigid. And he basically was like, get those cadaver's hands off me, right? And so as soon as I had received that, you know, that attunement, I came back and it's like, wow, my hands are no longer cold. No. And so, you know, and that's because the energy was just flowing through them. And every now and then, you know, I mean, I still do, you know, practice Reiki on myself daily. And, you know, so if I start to feel like my, you know, vibration may be, you know, a little low and I can sense when that happens because then, of course, my pants get cold and I have to go, OK, I need to channel it in. And it's amazing how quickly that changes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's correct. When you came back, uh, your hands were like radiators and they weren't scalding hot, but they mm -hmm. were just I mean, they were radiating heat energy. Mm -hmm. And I remember that when you did come back, I ended up getting a sinus infection while you were gone. Mm -hmm. I was developing it before you left. It got way worse over that weekend. And by the time you came back, I had just this, this pounding headache, just this pressure in my frontal sinuses. Everything was on fire. And, uh, you know, and unfortunately I'd had a history of getting sinus infections. And um, But long story short... She shows up. She's talking about, you know, I, I'm like at my first attunement. I can I can channel this energy. And and to tell you the truth, I still wasn't really a believer in it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to set her up. I, I hate to say it. I'm, I'm going to set her up for <laughs> failure. And I was I challenged her. I was like, you know, go ahead. And she's you want me to, you know, do something, do some work on you. Yeah. You know, F it. Go ahead. And um, she did. And she put her, you know, as she did her, her body placements and did her process, and then she came to my face, put her hands on my face over my sinuses. And the way I, the way I remember it is that it felt, you know, I could feel the heat from her hands. And then gradually I felt the heat expand into my skull, into my sinuses, into my brain, literally. I mean, obviously the brain doesn't feel anything. It's the meninges that are feeling it, but just that description, right? That's what I felt. And as that that warmth, it's kind of like the same warmth that you feel when you're in the sun, that that amazing, just comfortable warmth. And it's just concentrated and it's in like a globe. As I felt that going through, radiating through, my sinuses just, they just released. And the pressure was like somebody sucked out all the junk and all the pressure and just sucked it out. And the burning was gone. The pressure was gone. And I mean, like in a matter of minutes, it was really interesting. Um, I was going to say freaky, but no, it's not freaky. <laughs> it's freaky. When people say that term, in my opinion, it's because they just can't wrap their mind around it. Right. And I'm not saying that I could. The words. Yeah, they can't find the words. So freaky is what comes to mind. Weird, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was really incredible. And um, 
and I don't know. I mean, we, we, I haven't had her do that on a sinus infection since I haven't actually gotten too many of them because we've addressed a lot of the underlying issues, but yeah, that was my first incredible experience. I had another one, but I'm not really going to go into it because it involves a, <laughs> it, it involved an episode of, uh, I, I was having, I had problems. I used to have a lot of problems with, uh, hemorrhoids because I was a bodybuilder and I lifted a lot of heavy weight and probably more than I should have. And, um, and then my diet was terrible, which, uh, and, and so I had like, you know, problems with constipation, things like that, hemorrhoids, and I had a real bad episode and she really helped me with that one. I actually, I had, it was so bad. I thought I was going to have to schedule surgery. I mean, I was in that much pain and it's a very similar thing worked on me. And ever since then, not another problem with that particular issue. I mean, not to say that they're gone, but as far as like, you know, flare ups and severe pain and, you know, all the other stuff that goes with it. Nope. And, and it's, it's not just that. I cleaned up my diet. I, I, I healed up my gut because that was a lot of the issues, right? And all the inflammation. But just the fact that you were able to that quickly get me out of crisis and get it under control, like that's, I mean, it, it blew my mind. So, yeah. Yeah. Usually that is the question um, is... What's going to happen during a session? And a really good practitioner, you know, basically says, well, every experience is unique and the energy is channeled in. It is delivered to the recipient and it's the energy that does the work. It's not the practitioner. If a practitioner is going to walk in and they're going to say, you know, I'm going to heal you and, you know, I'm going to do this, then, you know, that's where, you know, for me, I basically am able to say, no, I have to be completely out of the way. I have to let the energy do what it needs to. It needs to go where it feels it, you know, it's needed. And so, so usually I'll explain, you know, some of what they'll experience and what they'll feel. Um, really what it's doing is it's designed to, you know, to really eliminate, you know, or reduce negative energy and basically create space for positivity to come in. And so some of the things that, you know, that people will experience after is um, it can actually improve their health. They, you know, get increased energy, um, positive thoughts, you know, releasing of various traumas. Um, increased gratitude. Um, some, you know, I've some you wanted to know about some of the experiences and some of the testimonials. Um, I actually had a woman who pretty much saw the world in black and white. And after the session, she she looked at me and she said, "Is it normal for your vision to change?" And I said, "Well, that would depend on the state that your vision was in prior to." the session. And she said, I'm seeing in color. And I said, did you not see in color before? She said, no. She said, I actually saw the world in black and white. And now I can actually see colors. And she starts, you know, she's staring at me and she goes, I can, you know, I can see the orange in your shirt and I can see the, you know, red highlights in your hair. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and so, so in, in some ways she actually um, said, it's like the Wizard of Oz. And I went, okay, I've used that reference before. And so to have someone say it's, you know, that it's like the Wizard of Oz, basically going from black and white to all this vibrant color, I was like, okay. Then I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, there have been, you know, times when there was a gentleman who uh, never dreamed, or at least he didn't remember them, and suddenly started dreaming and remembering them and because the next time he came in for a chiropractic appointment he you know let you know Robert know tell your wife I've started dreaming mm -hmm. and so I said wow that's pretty cool so you know really in being able to improve you know sleep and to you know help a person feel more centered and grounded and you know to just have a new sense you know of appreciation for life um, so you know, really, that's, you know, when people get the mental clarity and the emotion, you know, the emotional, you know, balancing and, you know, and then, of course, just that overall good feeling 
mm-hmm. you know, that they, you know, may, may have lost. So in some ways, you know, because we all have our own individual ways of becoming disconnected and, you know, detached and, you know, really Reiki can kind of help reestablish that connection, you know, and really just bring you back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually going back to some of the stuff that I was talking about before about um, how I was saying how conditions manifest in humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial, like I was saying, like a lot of times energy imbalances show up initially and then it leads to dysfunctions, right? Symptoms, mm-hmm. dysfunctional patterns. And then if that's allowed to continue, then that's where you start to develop. You end up sustaining damage in the tissues, the actual material tissue and then that leads to disease or dis-ease, right? And so uh, I guess, you know, what I'm trying to get at is like getting in there and helping people clear those energy pathways, any blockages or excesses or whatever is essentially kind of the way that you can look at, okay, this is how this is working. We're getting in, we're clearing up those energy ener- energetic imbalances. And like I was talking about before, like, all matter is made of energy. That's why that's why nuclear science and uh, quantum physics fascinates me so much is to know, you know, going back to Einstein's um, his theories of relativity and his original equation, E equals MC square. Energy equals mass times the 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 constant of the speed of light time, uh, squared. And so essentially what that means is that when they split an atom, this incredible amount of energy comes out of it. Like it literally turns into energy. Matter turns to energy, mm-hmm. but the but that works in the reverse. You can take energy and you can turn it into matter. And I think scientists have been able to do that on a very limited basis, and I don't think that it sticks around for very long. It's a lot more difficult to do. <laughs> Obviously, some intelligence in the universe has managed to do this, all right? And we still don't fully understand it, but just because we don't understand it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that's really kind of the thing that I've come, I've come to realize is that, unfortunately, as humans, as intelligent as we are, we're still like infants in our understanding of the universe. Mm-hmm. And rather than allowing uh, our higher brain to think for us and to consider things, a lot of times we allow our egos to block off our openness to considering things. And a lot of that has to do with, unfortunately, experiences they've had where they've been duped and people out there who say that they're healers yeah. and they're really conning people. And, and and it's no different in chiropractic and it isn't any different in medicine either. I mean, there are cons in every one of these types of healers. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that, well, I guess I'm telling you now, but I think most of you do. Um, but just because there's con artists in there doesn't mean that there's not also like good actors in these in these fields, like people who genuinely have the ability and um, the experience and the good intentions to help people. And then that's where I often find that people just have to, you know, they have to open their minds to it and allow these things to happen uh, to, 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 to help them out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing stuff. Um, I've been wanting to share it for a long time. I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to get it on video because it's like you tell a person after a person. And, and my analogy is it's like casting a line, a fish, fishing line and going for a fish at a time. It's like frustrating. It's inefficient. It's really annoying to me. I'm going <laughs> to cast a big net like, hey, let's tell everybody at the same time, right? Or let them do it on their time. When they're ready to receive it, they'll come and they'll get it. And then if they have, you know, a little bit more specific questions, we've gotten the big picture out of the way. So then we can dial down to that stuff rather than wasting time sitting here like over and over again, you know, and unfortunately each time is going to change a little bit, right? Because that's how we are as humans. Yeah. But yeah, I really wanted to get this out here because Mm -hmm. I, most people know about chiropractic. Chiropractic is the largest holistic healing art in the world. We've got our place. We don't really need to prove ourselves anymore, which is nice because I remember a time where people were, you're not a real doctor, which we're going to talk about that in another episode. But uh, but (laughs) now I'm like, look, it's time for the world to understand other natural healing arts. Like people need to get out of the shadows. We need to we need to clarify things and we need to stop allowing uh, conventional medicine to dominate 
the healthcare field because they have their place. They're never going away. We need them. I mean, if you if your leg is shattered, you don't need to come in and get Reiki right away. You need to go to the hospital. You need to get, you know, pins and all that stuff, surgery done and get stabilized. And then you can do the Reiki, believe it or not. It mm-hmm. might help you. It probably will. Yes. If you have pneumonia, you don't need to run into your Reiki practitioner. You need to go to the hospital, get some antibiotic therapy, get that infection under control. And then we might do some nutritional therapy like probiotics to help heal the heal the damage that antibiotics are doing to your gut. And then we might do some Reiki therapy to help with, the obviously, the energy damage that's already there that probably preceded the pneumonia infection. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that makes a little sense for you guys. Something else I wanted to share with you guys, uh, and again, in regards to quantum physics and explanation from that standpoint, uh, is this great write-up right here. I'm just going to read a little bit of it for you because I think it, it really helps to summarize what I've been trying to get across and the things I've been saying in this. Mm-hmm. So uh, here goes. It is believed that the universe was born out of the Big Bang explosion, and after hundreds of millions of years, stars began to form. The force of the explosion was so strong that the stars are still moving outwards, and so the universe is spreading and getting bigger all the time. We therefore carry the universal wisdom of the light or energy in every cell of our body. Uh, I think science has largely proven a lot of that correct. And we still don't know about the Big Bang, but whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, Use your imagination. Mm -hmm. Let's understand what matter our body is built of as per quantum physics. The frequency with which each of the above elements vibrates determines the state of our bodies. It is as simple as if you are listening to the radio, when you tune the radio set to the correct frequency of the radio station, you hear clearly without noise or disturbance, whereas if you poorly tune in, then you will find it hard to hear and have an unpleasant experience. I mean, this makes sense on so many levels. We see this with cell phone reception. We know like uh, electrical uh, frequencies, different frequencies uh, and, and, and wavelengths and harmonics have deleterious effects or harmonious effects with the human body. In my practice, I use something called interferential current therapy and uh, electric muscle stem. And they are set at very specific frequencies and you can change those depending on the effect you're looking to get on the physical body. And we're using energy. And yet, and, and people have no problem understanding that. But again, they can have a hard time grasping this, this kind of principle of this type of healing. So I think that once you start to kind of look at the bigger picture and you can take one form of energy usage for healing, you can start to understand, hey, why can't a human concentrate and channel this stuff? It, it, can, it can be difficult to, 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 to wrap your mind around because, again, maybe you've never come across it. But I can tell you, like, when you do come across it and you get a person that genuinely can do it, you start to get, you start to really grasp it much better. And, and I honestly think uh, that's a lot of why energy healing, Eastern healing is, is very experiential mm-hmm. because it really, the, you don't seal the deal until you feel it, until you, until you, until you experience it. So anyway, uh, that being said, uh, since our body has the omnipresent wisdom in every cell, it knows how to heal itself. In today's modern world, our bodies tend to get out of sync due to factors like environment, contaminated food, stress, which leads to ailments such as anxiety, depression, and long-term illness. What are we seeing record amounts of today? Mental illness. Anxiety, depression. Yeah. I mean, more kids are getting diagnosed with ADHD. People are being diagnosed bipolar uh, people feel like they're losing their sense of reality. They're, they're becoming disconnected. Uh, I mean, the technology that we have, while it is very beneficial in some ways, it does have an un, unintended consequences. And that is an actual law in, uh, in, in the physical world is the law of unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. So, it is in such times that energy healing techniques such as Reiki come to the rescue. 
By learning to manage and balance the subtle energies and tap the infinite wisdom, we realign our energies and live life to the fullest. Reiki is designed to heal the deeper aspects of the energy elements of the body. By using Reiki to heal our body, the energy magnifies the innate cell wisdom and heals not just our physical body, but many past life issues as well, which probably were not known to us. So um, it, it, that, that is a great point. Um, when people come in for chiropractic, oftentimes they come in because they're in crisis. That's what drives most people in pain and whatever that pain is not allowing them to do, which is unfortunate because they're really missing the big picture with it. And usually once I've gotten them past the crisis, I've gotten them out of pain and they feel they think they're 100 percent. Oftentimes they'll come back and I will find they're out of alignment and they're not symptomatic and they'll be surprised. Wow, I didn't realize that much stuff would pop. That's a common thing that I hear. Yeah. And after they get popped, adjusted, I like to call adjusted, <laughs> right? Manipulation, whatever, chiropractic treatment. Even though they came in non-symptomatic, they almost always leave feeling better. And one of the terms I like to use is I say, we're, we're turning the power back on. We just turn the power back on because I think of the vertebrae as uh, the vertebrae as like circuits. And you can think of your spine like a conduit or a circuit like um, control panel. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the the switches in the house, the circuit breaker, sorry. Yes. Circuit breaker, right? So when those vertebrae get out of alignment, it disrupts the nerve flow to and from the cells. And when you put them back in place, it's like setting the circuit back in place and now full energy flow can can go to and fro. All right? And it's really not that hard to wrap your mind around that. You, you, you largely feel it. People always say, man, I feel the circulation back in my hands, back in my legs, to my brain, et cetera. A lot of similar things happen when people get Reiki therapy. You're just not manipulating joints. You're actually manipulating the flow of energies. Yeah, usually pain will show up as a result of stagnant energy. You know, so th something is not moving and flowing the way that it's meant to. Mm -hmm. And so basically when we deliver the energy, it can then, you know, just get it moving again, you know, send those signals where they're supposed to go. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, people come in to my practice and they're looking for, you know, a solution to their issue, their symptoms, their disease, whatever, their condition, their dysfunction, whatever it is. And, you know, many times, yeah, the, the chiropractic either drastically helps it, improves it, or it, it, it gets it, it takes care of it, right? But many times there, there are things that it will not address. And it's because their main, whatever is causing the disruption in their energy flow or causing the symptoms is not a chiropractic problem. It's not a vertebrae out of place. Now, if there's any chiropractors listening out there, you're probably going to want to uh, burn me at the stake because <laughs> there's some chiropractors that think they can fix everything. And, and, and I, I love chiropractic. I believe in it. Obviously, I'm a chiropractor, but they're kind of funny that way. But anyway, I digress. Um, my point to you is, is that I'm just admitting to you that, that as health practitioners, we don't have the tools to fix everything. You know, medical doctors don't have it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, medical specialists like uh, uh, orthopedists and neurologists and OBGYNs, they have their their bag of tricks and tools to, to, to fix things, uh, mainly from a pathological standpoint. Um, chiropractors have their bag of tools to fix things largely that are due to disruptions in nerve flow caused by, you know, impingements or irritations on the nerves. Reiki practitioners have their tools themselves, right? And their ability to channel energy to help to remove blockages or energy of energy or, you know, bring about rebalancing of those energies. And again, because people tend to, uh, to, to manage their health by crisis, they oftentimes end up in here in crisis, you know, before they decide to actually embark on this. And while it's cool, it's the ultimate challenge to have somebody come in in crisis and to be able to help them. It doesn't always do it justice because sometimes they're so far down in the, in the hole of crisis 
that they're just too far gone for you to be able to bring them back. And unfortunately, sometimes they come in, they do like one session with you and they're like, well, I'm not fixed. You know, I'm not instantly fixed. It's like, really? I mean, you're going to be like that. I mean, you know how I am. I'm, I'm a consummate smart Alec. And I'm just like, you know, you're like a big kid. You know, that's really immature for you to, to come in here and expect instant gratification out of one session, you know, for a lifetime of issues that you have accrued. Some of it, not a, your fault, you know, like the traumas and stuff right from childhood, mm -hmm. but much of it is your fault. Like the way you manage your life, you manage by crisis and you bear your feelings and you don't set your boundaries and you know, all the other stuff that goes with what you do, right? The unique style of, of uh, uh, Reiki therapy and all that that you blended together for your practice. Um, yeah, they're bringing just this mess. It's like somebody being a hoarder and filling their house up with just junk <laughs> and never like cleaning their toilets and never taking their garbage out. And then they, then they want you to come in and, oh, I want you to do this one thing and I want it to be pristine like a brand new house. Like, are you serious? And I just want to slap them. But anyway, um, <laughs> that being said, um, go ahead. Well, people come in for a variety of reasons. Um, because Reiki now, I don't know how many times persons come to me and they said, oh, I was watching this show and they mentioned Reiki. Or I was watching that show and they actually, you know, there was a session that was done. And I said, okay, so it's... Gaining momentum, you know, it is something that people have maybe heard the word, they may just not fully understand it. And so then at that point, you know, we can let them know, you know, well, this is, you know, kind of what it is. It is completely experiential. Um, what it's going to do for you, that is just something you're going to have to experience. I can tell you what other people have experienced as a result of the session. Uh, many people know that going back to what Robert was saying about, you know, the food we eat, the water we drink, you know, the environment that, you know, we're breathing and the fact that we're just constantly stressed. People are on a daily completely uncentered, ungrounded. And, you know, and yes, they can channel the energy themselves. Um, Buddhism, Hinduism, a lot of these, you know, it's like other, you know, ancient healing arts and practices have really allowed, you know, people to kind of gain an understanding of being able to do that. Look at meditation, you know, that that's just done in, you know, individually. And yes, they can heal themselves, but sometimes it is beneficial to have an outside resource. Think of it like a coach. Yes. You're starting on a new thing. You really don't know what you're doing, okay? I mean, imagine that you had to learn to build a car. You're going to do it on your own? You could. All the Probably. videos and Yeah, well, but <laughs> but those those tutorials are like coaching, right? I'm talking right. about on your own. You have no background yeah, knowledge yeah. you don't have manuals you got to go find them yourself you got to you got to literally put it together yourself it's an overwhelming endeavor and most of the time people give up because they're like it's it's too much like i don't have that kind of time uh and and quite honestly like in, what i've noticed as my time has become more valuable i have learned the hard way uh and and i've learned the lesson well it just makes more sense to go get a coach hey i want you to fast track me like my time is the most valuable commodity I have, you know, and obviously my health is too. Um, I'm going to be efficient and I'm going to have a coach guide me into this. And then once I, you know, I'm no longer the, the, the newbie, I become, you know, and not a novice either, but I become maybe intermediate. Now I have that ability to tap into it more because I understand it so much better, right? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things you do. You don't just come in and, ah, oh, I'm going to heal you, right? Like you said. You're not that. You help them to heal themselves. You help them to find the path if they've lost it or they're looking for it, or you just help them to tune it in a little bit. They may already know it, and you just help them tune that in so that you just become better at taking control of your own health. Mm -hmm. And that is largely what it is. We're, we're not trying to be your, you know, your faith healer or your messiah or whatever. We want to help you 
be the best, have the best potential health you can achieve, to be the best person you can achieve. And that's, that's again, that's what's so amazing about Reiki and, and, and uh, Eastern healing is that it is about empowering the patient. It is not about empowering the doctor or the practitioner. Mm-hmm. It's about the patient and it's patient, it's very patient centric. That's the most amazing thing about it. And that's really the big point I wanted to get across. So, yeah, for a while I had some of our patients, you know, they would call and they would say, I need you. And it's to the point where it's, it's like, okay, I am, yes, here to assist, but you should never fully be needed. And so that's where, you know, I kind of have to dig a little deeper with them and kind of find out, you know, some of the things that are going on in their life and maybe some of the the challenges that they just are running into all the time. And then that's when you kind of get into patterning mm-hmm. and really helping them to understand in those patterns and how to break them. And so every practitioner is different. There are some practitioners that are Reiki only. You come in, you you know, you basically get the soft touch therapy, you know, get the body work, you know, there's no talking involved, and then you go. There are others that have incorporated, you know, various other things, which is the reason there are multiple forms of Reiki. And so they all come from the original founded method, which is Asui Reiki. But, you know, now you've got, you know, Karuna, you've got Angelic, Rainbow, and, you know, many of them, it's really just what they've incorporated into it. And so, you know, for me, you know, I basically will call upon, you know, it's like, because, you know, Angelic therapy is really just getting assistance from the angels. And, you know, so go ahead and call them in. Um, You know, I actually welcome, you know, it's like anyone that wants to participate, you know, in the healing because it's just all energy. So basically whatever form is going to come in and assist, then, you know, and of course, you know, my room is set up, you know, with various crystals around. So you get crystal therapy as well. And so, you know, it's really just trying to find what's going to make the most difference for the individual. And so in the beginning, I'll do talk therapy, just kind of getting an idea of what they're challenged with, what their, you know, what their goal is, and really what they're looking to get out of the session. And pretty much once I channel in the energy, then I basically just have to get out of the way. And then at that point, all I can do is hold space just send them, you know, love and, you know, just kind of think about those positive affirmations that I just want to, you know, for them to experience. And then then at the end, I'll say, okay, you know, did you, what did you feel? What did you experience? And, you know, and then at that point, they a lot of times will give that feedback. You know, it's like, oh, I just feel so, you know, so much lighter. I feel, you know, more centered. You know, it's like I no longer have all this mind chatter that I came in with. And (laughs) so. Turn the propeller off in the brain. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and then there are those that, you know, they get you know, so relaxed because that is one of the other things that can happen is they reach a state of, you know, relaxation so much. It's basically like receiving a deep tissue massage, except it's done without touch. (laughs) And so, so they basically will get up and they'll go, I don't think I can function. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, I actually had somebody come in before they were supposed to go to work and they're like, I think I need to call in. (laughs) They're like, I don't think I could actually work today. Yeah, that brings up a really good point. If you do embark on Reiki therapy, uh, you should not go into it lightly. Uh, people, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, okay? And this is, I'm a doctor, so I'm gonna be opinionated, <laughs> and uh, I'm very experienced, so I have the right to my opinion. In my opinion, <laughs> um, <laughs> people come in, and I, I think it's very. I think it's very uh, naive. I'm going to say naive. All right. I was going to say foolish. Um, I think it's naive to come in and and be like, oh, it's like a parlor trick. It's going to be simple. Like, you know, they're going to wave their hands and, you know, dance a jig, you know, Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like you said, people have come in and they've been completely wiped out. I mean, when you start opening up energy channels that have been blocked and start, you know, releasing traumas and, 
just unfortunately the toxicity that comes with that. Oh man. Oh, remember our, our friend Russ when he did it and he had actually been drinking the night before. Yes. Yeah. Preparation Ooh. is key. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't have pollutants in your body. Like try to eliminate it as much as you can. Don't drink. Do not do any kind of like uh, drugs. I mean, even psychedelics, uh, you know, uh, marijuana, I mean, and, and, and we're cool with psychedelics. Like we actually want to talk more about that stuff in another, in, in another episode, yet another episode and another episode. And it is. All right. Um, it's kind of like a comic book or a, 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 a game of Thrones series or something. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, we don't, we don't have anything wrong with those but mm -mm. they do have the, those things are are metabolized by the body and they you know they put burden on it right and they change your perspective and so when you come in here and you start adding adding this energy into it it can be absolutely overwhelming and you can get really sick just from the releases and I'm not saying that's with everybody but i am saying we've seen it happen so again i think you have to come into it with definitely a respect and you're going to have a far better experience if you do embark upon it with a good quality practitioner, okay? And by far, you know, we're not the only ones that do this. There are other yep. amazing people out there. Yes. I mean, we can't take, possibly take care of the whole world. <laughs> so those of you out there, you know who you are. And, you know, hey, reach out to us. We, we are always looking to build our network of people because people reach out to us. Hey, I'm in Washington. Okay, let me find you a practitioner. I do it all the time in chiropractic. Mm -hmm. I can only be in one place at one time. I like to have good practitioners that I can say, hey, I want you to go to this person. They're fantastic, right? Same thing with us. We need more people like you out there doing this amazing work because the world needs to be healed more than ever. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, as we get, as we bring the light to the people, they're going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to realize, hey, I, I want to do this. I need to do this, right? So um, anyway, Sorry, that was just kind of little tangent I went on. So <laughs> no, and it's and that and like I said, that is the one of the big pieces. Um, I usually will let people know preparation does begin the day before, and so even for me, uh, the day before, I am very mindful about you know what I eat, how much I try and you know it's like do very little because the idea is to kind of be a completely open vessel. Um, to be able to have, you know, the energy, you know, come in with full, you know, clarity and then, you know, really just kind of because then also the intuition is a lot higher than at that, you know, at that point as well. And so, you know, I let people know, I, I encourage them to meditate the day before, to journal the day before, you know, it's like to, you know, avoid, because I've had people come, come in, they go, oh my God, you told me not to drink anything. I had wine with dinner. I'm like, you're fine, <laughs> right? As long as you didn't, you know, finish off multiple bottles and <laughs> that's okay. A bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. so yeah, we basically just let them know that, yeah, it does begin the day before, which is the reason that. You know, I generally try not to do same day sessions because then it's okay. Well, the preparation, you know, ha you know, has to be done. Mm -hmm. um, I usually try and give myself a minimum of about thirty minutes to prepare, but you know, before a session. And so, you know, I will actually meditate. I will actually journal. You know, it's like I do actually use you know essential oils. I you know will center and ground myself. And, you know, and then I will also, you know, ask, you know, it's like, just, you know, I'll just kind of speak out loud, you know, what is it that I, you know, I can do for so and so who's coming in, you know, what information can I share with them? And so, and then really just to kind of be there, you know, to assist. Teresa, what are some, some takeaways that, that we can give uh, the audience that they could implement on their own? you know, to help them to either start the process of, you know, tapping into their, their energy and spirituality or, uh, you know, just build upon what they've already done, you know, like that, like journaling, you mentioned journaling, right? Yes. You know, something like that. Would that be something that you would, you would suggest, Hey, uh, a great tool for you to implement would be to start journaling your thoughts. Yes. Uh, the more that, the when things need to be cleared and you're trying to get to, you know, the source of a particular challenge, 
because it's going to show up in many different ways and it's going to it's actually looking for an outlet in some ways. You know, it's just so how that is going to present itself, we really don't know. But one of the things I encourage is, you know, is yes, if you are getting a massive amount of, you know, energy that's in, because we're all experiencing that, you know, with the state of the world, you know, because every one of us, you know, is an empath to some degree, we're all, you know, sponges, basically absorbing, you know, everything around us, you know, everyone, everything. And, because energy is limitless, we have no idea exactly where it's coming from as far as, you know, how far. And so there are some people that are saying that, you know, with the weight gain that they probably <laughs> experienced during this time, um, it's actually been said, it's like, this is not all food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, you know, so yeah, the, the fact that people are absorbing so much and the body is under such stress, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, and so, you know, people are just taking in all this negativity and they need to get it out. We'll see that a lot when people come in with these energy imbalances and like you said, the empaths, a lot of times they'll have uh, like a layer on top of it will be hormonal imbalances because your, your hormonal system seems to be very tied into your, well, it is tied into your nervous system. They call it uh, the neuroendocrine immunological system. Yes. You know, so, and, and that right there, immunological. So many of them will have immune system problems, autoimmune dysfunctions, uh, you know, weird symptoms that come and go like numbness and tingling. And, you know, it goes back to that, that psychic component, right? Mm -hmm. That, and sometimes like that is the root of their issue. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'll be treating these people like, okay, chiropractic's not knocking this is not strong enough to knock this out we get we get them in with you and then boom just things are cleared out and it's just crazy how how stuff like that it's just cool it's crazy cool how it happens so yeah, yeah the psychic hood because that's a you know one of the things that you try and you know explain mm-hmm. you know is people using their intuition and when when it comes to you know boundaries you know that's that's the thing boundaries is such a huge mm-hmm. you know i mean you could probably do an entire episode, <laughs> episode on boundaries on, yeah, on boundaries we probably alone. will <laughs> in the next episode no. um what about what about meditation we uh, we know meditation's huge people are very curious about it others are doing it we run in, we see a lot of people come in like oh i want to meditate but i just can't i can't shut my brain down what what are then some of the things you can say to help people like meditate? I did not meditate for most of my life. And in 2016, when, uh, when we actually took our trip to Costa Rica, our friend um, actually asked, how often are you meditating? And I said, I don't. <laughs> and she said, okay, then, well, you are going to start. And I said, but I don't know how. I had watched countless videos on how to meditate, you know, basically trying to get the right, you know, hand positioning, you know, the mudras as they're called to, you know, to getting, you know, the right breathing to trying to clear my mind, all these different things, you know, because you hear all these different experiences and then you go, well, it's not happening for me that way. So I must be doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so she gave me a very simple technique. And she said, okay, well, you're probably overcomplicating it, which we have a tendency to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so she said, 12 minutes, set an alarm. Everyone has a timer on their phone. She said, set an alarm, 12 minutes, just close your eyes and observe. And I said, huh? (laughs) And so I still didn't get it. And so we did it together. And so I just, you know, put on the timer on my phone, closed my eyes. And like many people, the brain is just going and going and going. All this stuff is running through your head. And she said, that's perfectly fine. It's not about trying to clear the mind and get it completely empty. And, you know, so that's one of the things that I encourage is never feel like you're doing it wrong. And so if you got a million things running through your brain, the observing part comes from just acknowledging, just taking note. So if you have a whole to-do that is running through your head, take note of that. 
So you basically just, you know, close your eyes and it's like, okay, well, I have to go here. I have to go there. I, you know, so that's fine. And I actually found within less than a week of doing that, that the 12 minutes went by very, very quickly. <clears throat> and I suddenly said, oh, well, then I realized I could go ahead and set the timer longer. <laughs> so I basically went from 12 minutes to 15 to 20. And then eventually I was up to about an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a, and, well, the other thing that's encouraged is, is picking the best time mm -hmm. for you. And so it was just, you know, 12 minutes um, that I did just as soon as my eyes popped open in the morning. And, you know, so it's pretty much either right when you wake up, just before you go to bed. For some, it's easier to do, you know, during a lunch break. So it's just taking that, you know, that amount of time just for you, just to kind of sit quiet, just observe and the thing that I found was eventually, then yeah, the brain does shut down. And so, and so that was the other thing that was recommended was, okay, do that 12 minutes and do it at the same time for 30 days. There you go. Nice. Be because it takes 30 days to create a habit. Mm, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so then, but then she also said, you know, because it's time for you and it's going to become a part of your self-care practice, then, you know, also, if you have to, make it an appointment in your date book, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, basically just, you know, write it in there as an appointment, meditation, Put quiet time, whatever you want to call it. And so going back to the, um, the journaling. Mm -hmm. I hear many people say, I hate journaling. Mm. For a long time, most of my life, I actually used to write all the time. That was my outlet. Anything that was going on in my life, there I was with, you know, I was like a pen. And I would actually use the big, you know, multi-subject notebooks mm -hmm. <laughs> for school. And so anything that was going on, I always wrote. And then eventually... I actually could not write, mm. I, you know, for for a really long time. Um, when when my life had pretty much changed, various you know events that I just you know could no longer deal with, and I basically had decided to take my life in a different direction. Um, I didn't write for a very long time because I didn't feel like I had to anymore. Mm. But then I remembered that I really enjoyed writing because I used to write, you know, poetry and short stories and, you know, things like that. And so I wanted to take that up again. And then I found that I could not write. I would actually attempt to journal and all of a sudden my hand would just go to sleep and it would just cramp and the pain would just run all the way up my you know arm and into my neck and down my back and I realized I was like I can't write and then one day in you know just sitting and trying to figure it out I realized that in the past I only wrote when things were bad mm. And so then I had to basically retrain myself to write. So what I did is I doodled. I just basically took, you know, I was like, you know, pen, pencil, you know, piece of paper, and I just did circles. And I had to kind of get that flow. But then I also had to use positive affirmations as well hmm. to say, I enjoy writing. Writing, you know, it's like is easy. It, it actually helps me to get, you know, everything out. And so now I can journal again. But for some, you mentioned journaling and it's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. And so I said, OK, well, another thing you can do, use voice recorder. A recording app on your phone. Mm -hmm. Just speak. Anything you need to get out, right? You know, doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I We actually had a patient who used to send emails back and forth, you know, it was like with her mom. And after her mom had passed away, I encouraged her to continue doing it because it was therapy. Sending her mom emails? Yes. Mm. 
you know, for some, you know, even you say this, you're mm-hmm. like, I hate writing yeah. <laughs> because I can't read it. <laughs> well, yeah. But then it's also, you know, I'm much better typing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, <laughs> I like the audio. I do audio. I actually do video. I'm better video. Uh, I, I, maybe it goes back to my, my, uh, stepping into the world of public speaking, mm. uh, you know, and developing that skill set and actually enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I like doing audio. I like to see as well as hear, but that's just me. Uh, you could record audio. It's simpler. Keep it simple. Yeah. You know, don't get real complicated. Everybody's got one of these things now just about, you know, (laughs) so, um, you know, that's, that can be your journal. I know you use like communicating with your clients. You use this app called, uh, Marco Polo, uh, not to say that that's for journaling, but just, you know, as an example of video. So, um, communication. Also now with the, you know, with the state of the world yes. and how everything went online and yeah. telehealth Zoom. being huge. So yeah, I have used Marco Polo to do sessions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird at first because you are talking to yourself. <laughs> so, you know, you're pretty critical because there are times mm-hmm. the moment I jump on, my friend and I will laugh because I'll actually say, it's like, dude, my hair is not cooperating today. <laughs> but then I realize, okay, I'm supposed to be speaking to her. <laughs> And so, but I have done sessions where, you know, I maybe read a list of affirmations and because Marco Polo does actually, you know, save it in there, you know, then it can be played over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think those suggestions right there are, are great ones for people. I know that they can implement them, you know, pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and the way you explained them were fantastic. And so uh, that being said, I know we've recorded a lot of content today. Um, and we really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, taking the time to listen. Uh, we really hope that you got a lot from this. And we would like to hear your feedback if you you know if you're willing to get it give it uh, we're more than willing to receive it so uh, because we're just really we're honestly trying to get this content out there for you uh, I mean yeah it's therapeutic for us too but it's really mostly for you everybody's coming to us asking for it we want to give valuable content so uh, anyway uh, again really appreciate you guys uh, tuning into this and. Uh, I am Dr. Robert Shapiro. I am Teresa. And this is the Intuitive Health Portal. Thank you so much. Thank you. 